0: Good morning, church family. Let's stand to our feet as we worship the Lord together in this place. we just here in your house today, we just long to celebrate you, to worship you today. And God, we just want to say that as we worship you, Lord, you can have it all. Our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, everything we have comes from you, Lord. You are our creator, our maker. You sustain all things, God. And so, Lord, in the midst of busyness of life, work family, things that are going on, things that are circling our minds even today God we just hit pause on all those things and we we just focus on you now we just tell you once again that you're our God our Lord, our Savior and Lord we just want to give you our worship today Have our hearts, have our minds, have our soul. We're here for you.
1: Jesus, have my heart, my will, my soul. Jesus, have my hopes, my dreams, my world. The joy I lay it down, the joy I cast my cross, Jesus, have it all. To you I bring my praise, my lips, my song, my living sacrifice is one, reborn, life is now my own, your will is what I want. Jesus have it all. Jesus have it all. Jesus have it all. You belong to glory, praise above the world. Jesus have it all. Jesus have it all. Let's sing it all Majesty and all. Jesus, have it all. Jesus, have your church, your love, your pride, the joy for which you freely gave. Your life, radiant and white, washed and purified. Jesus, have it all. Jesus, have Your worth, Your due, Your sum, praise of every nation, try and tongue. That all that has been made, glorify Your name. Jesus, have it all. Jesus, have it all. Jesus, have it, all. Jesus, have it all.
2: let
0: this morning, church. Tell him he can have it all. Jesus, have it all. Amen, amen. Can all God's people say amen? Amen. Come on, let's applaud him. I want to encourage you to turn and say hi to your neighbor this morning. Greet at least five people.
3: church. I think I'm waiting. There we go. Good morning, church. We are so thankful that you're here with us. I am Judy Trippy, the women's minister here at Anastasia. We welcome you. This is Memorial Weekend. Everybody gets an extra day off, but this is our time to honor our men and women who died for our country. So we just want to have a reverence um, for that as well this morning as we um, go forward. If this is your first time being here, uh, we'd love to get to know you and we'd like to connect with you and there's a couple ways that you can do that you can go out in the atrium uh, to the welcome desk and someone would love to answer any questions you have or help you fill out the connect card also we have set up a digital platform and we have been di- digitally we have really been working on this and i have it in my hand um there's a qr code that you can see on the screen that you can open your camera and put up, and that'll take you right to this platform that will give you all the information you need. It goes from our our giving, it has our bulletin on there, and if there's a sign up for any of the events that we have on, that's there as well for you. So I just wanted to point you in that direction. Um, also, if you'd like to text, you can text the word CONNECT to the phone number 904-441-6900, and that will give you the same one-time drop-down menu. So you only have to text once the word connect. So that's pretty cool, right? Y'all agree with that one? Only one time you get everything you need. So I appreciate that for sure. Just a couple of highlights for our announcements this morning. I'd like to share with you um, our children, we have a couple opportunities in June. Our Vacation Bible School starts June the 5th. Uh, if you have not signed up your children yet, I encourage you from first grade to fifth grade to go ahead and do that at AnastasiaKids.com VBS. You can sign up. Also, SMAC will be starting again. I know, Smack, right? For your kids, the last week of June, and that is summer Musical. Art camp for your children. A great way to learn about Christ and also creativity that they would have um, through Jesus. I just pray for that one as well. Also, we have started a program that will be on May 31st. It's called Grief Share for Men and Women. Uh, if you've lost a loved one recently or in the last few years and you just need to, connect with others that have the same going through the same thing we encourage you to sign up for that that starts next wednesday or this coming wednesday actually may the 31st and ladies we haven't forgotten you our summer kickoff this year is kick off your shoes and what we're asking you to do is bring one pair of gently worn shoes that we will be donating that's your ticket to get in we will be having breakout sessions we will be having food fellowship and fun and i promised a little skit that i'm hearing about as well so you i encourage you to come and join us with that as well just have a great weekend enjoy your day off tomorrow god bless
0: well we're gonna have a very special announcement at this time i want to invite some special people to come up to the stage jimmy robshaw our chairman deakins michelle Vegan from our personnel committee. Sam uh, is going to help us as well. And uh, let's welcome Pastor Walter and Elisa West uh, to the uh, center of the stage here. Uh, this Sunday we are celebrating Walter's 25th anniversary uh, on staff here. And uh, the church has has seen many wonderful things over the last 25 years. So we have some special presentations. And so, uh, who wants to go first? We'll let Michelle go first.
4: First, um, Bill was fabulous and found the bulletin from 1998, 25 years ago, when on Sunday evening March 1st, the congregation voted to call the Reverend Walter West to fill the position of associate pastor and minister of education and administration. And Pastor Walter and his family answered the call, and they said a resounding yes, packed up their family, small children, crossed the border from Canada, and drove all the way down to sunny Florida, a huge sacrifice. (laughs) And they've been with us for 25 years. They've been with us ever since. But what really I loved about this bulletin, it says we welcome Walter and his family to Anastasia and look forward to a long and happy relationship of serving the Lord together. And who would have ever imagined that 25 years later we would be here? Hold on, I've got one more great piece of information I've discovered. Resident members, in 1998, we had a congregation of 835 people. 25 years later, our resident members of 2023 are 3,085. That is profound, and I I recall a conversation that I once had a while ago with Pastor Walter, and I said, did you ever imagine that you would be doing this? He said, no, Michelle, I thought I would be planting churches. Pastor Walter, you have planted a lot of churches over 25 years, because God has told us the church is its people. And so we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you, from one wife and mother to another, for sharing your family with us. And I can only imagine um, how beautiful it's been, but also how hard it's been. So I'd like to present to you a spa day at Panache to thank you for 25 years of sharing your family with us.
5: Pass it over here to Jimmy Robshaw, Chairman chairman.
3: Yes, good morning. Uh,
0: yes, church, in honor and recognition of uh, Walter's dedication and faithfulness serving service of his uh, calling here at Anastasia, Approximately 10 years as associate pastor and 15 years as
3: senior pastor.
0: The congregation of Anastasia would like to present to Walter a gift in his name to the 4G building fund in the amount of $51,950.74. <laughs> also, as a congregation, I would like to present to Walter. A, a small token of our appreciation for your faithful
5: and service. Thank you. We're, we're just going to continue in giving the gifts. And thank you for all who gave chocolate out in the atrium because if you know Pastor Walter, you know he loves chocolate. And so we have lots of pounds of chocolate to give Pastor Walter. And if you miss that opportunity, it's not too late because he needs more chocolate, right? Um, so, but a couple other gifts that we're going to give for Lisa, we have some flowers. So thank you, Lisa for all your support. Ministry. And then last but not least is we have a plaque here that says, Love Anchors All for Walter and his office. And all of our staff have signed mostly nice things on the back. Uh, just, just kidding. They're all nice things. But we want to present that to Pastor Walter as well.
3: Oh.
0: Church, Walter leads, uh, leads us well. You know, is uh, I've been on staff uh, longer than he has, uh, showing my age a little bit, but uh, Walter has done such a fantastic job leading us as a church. Uh, we've expanded our campuses, uh, our missions focus. Uh, he does so many things behind the scenes that we as a staff see, you may not see, uh, we are truly blessed as a church to have him as our lead pastor, our senior pastor. And Walter and Lisa, thank you for blessing this community, blessing our church with your service. It's not always easy being in, in the ministry, uh, but you have led well, and we truly appreciate you. Church, I want to just say a prayer over them, if that's okay. And if you would just stretch out your hand uh, towards them, if they would just come here to the center. We're just going to lay hands on them. Join me in praying lord jesus we thank you for walter and elisa and their family god and just the blessing they have been to this church lord 25 years of faithful service to you god and you've seen your church flourish and growth and many souls god have come into your kingdom and lord as a church we just want them to know how much we love them how much we appreciate them we honor them today in their 25 years of service here at anastasia lord to you be the glory Thank you for Walter and Lisa in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Congratulations, Walter and Lisa.
6: With the rising of the sun each morning we remember how you rose to the call and with every sunset in every evening we remember the beauty of your sacrifice we remember what you stood for and we will not forget what it cost to the families friends, and fellow service members of the heroes we've lost, we remember. In the peaceful days, and the quiet nights, in the moments of joy and laughter, in the seasons of celebration, we remember that it did not come without a price. Because of you, we can walk. In liberty. Because of you, the flag is still there. Because of you, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. On this day, we remember the price you paid to pledge your allegiance. So today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives, we remember...
5: That is so true. Yeah. Maybe you know someone personally that has died for this country or made a sacrifice maybe uh, in some way as, as part of our armed forces. And if so, would you mind just standing in memory of that person? We're just going to have a moment of silence. Someone you, a family member, a friend, someone. And let's just take a moment of silence thanking them and thanking the Lord for their sacrifice. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, let me tell you, I'm humbled by what y'all did just a few minutes ago. Uh, I'm uh, uh, 25. I can't believe it's been 25 years. And, and let me tell you, it's, it's not what I've done. We're just on a great team. I mean, Pastor Bobby, just the pastor from all the other campuses. Bobby, we've been working together for 25 years. so That's crazy. You know, we grew up together here at this church. Both of us did. We were just young guys when we came here and now look at us. Wow. Or look at me. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, today, let's get into the message here. Uh, I want to talk to you today about something very fascinating. I want to talk to you about AI. Artificial intelligence. Have you heard about it? (laughs) It's on on everything. I want to talk about your faith my faith living in the presence of artificial intelligence. Okay, so, so first of all, I want to talk about what artificial means. Because some of you think that artificial means fake. Let me tell you, artificial intelligence is not fake. It's very, very real. It's, it's all around us. It's surrounding us. Artificial means that it's created by human beings. That's what artificial means. And so like, think artisanal. You talk about artisanal artisanal. Bread, artisanal cheese. Well, artificial means created by hands. Think, think in the Old Testament, there was this time in Genesis 11 where people tried to make an artificial way to get to heaven. They, they built this tower as far as they could. That was an artificial way to get to heaven. That was a way that man tried to create to get to heaven. It didn't work. It didn't work. Well, think about artificial flowers. Artificial flowers are not fake. Are not artificial because they're fake. They're artificial because they're made by human beings. However, we know that every flower that's created by a human being is also fake, right? Right? So anyway, that, that's what it's... So I, I, I tend to get nerdy about words. That's, so just forgive me about that. But anyway, it just means made by human beings. So we have artificial intelligence. So what has happened is we live in this age of, of fast-moving fast developing technology and people aren't just making flowers anymore okay people are taking technology and information and data and creating the ability for that technology to to gather itself and to personally respond to us in, in a way that makes it sound like it's a person and to synthesize more information and that's what artificial intelligence is And and when the words come out, they sound like a person. And they can relate to you. And it might sound like they even have personality. Think Siri. Think Siri. And it may sound like personality. But let me tell you, artificial intelligence does not have a soul. And artificial intelligence does not have a spiritual hunger. It's extremely advanced technology. Taking vast amounts of information and respond to us in a way that seems like having a conversation with human beings. And you and I, we're surrounded by AI. We're surrounded by it, okay? If you use social media, artificial intelligence is seeing what you're interested in and and customizing what you're going to see next so that you only have to see the things you want to see. That's what artificial intelligence is doing for us. YouTube And our stream, some of you are watching it right now, this service on YouTube. YouTube is heavily managed by artificial intelligence. Let me share with you five ways that YouTube uses artificial intelligence. First of all, it uses it for copyright management. If we put up a song that we don't have the copyright permission for, it automatically shuts down our YouTube feed. YouTube uses artificial intelligence to moderate content. What it'll do is it will flag almost instantaneously that kind of speech or that kind of content that violates its policies. And then if it thinks it violates its policies, it'll automatically take it down uh, in, in an instant. Uh, YouTube uses... Artificial intelligence to generate captions and, and to translate into different languages. And some of you that might be watching at home and you're seeing the, the, the closed captioning that, that may or may not be accurate, that's coming from artificial intelligence. And then uh, the fourth way, YouTube is using it to target ads. For you and me, artificial intelligence, YouTube, for, for, for you and me, we are, we are great big bullseyes for tags, for targets, for ads, excuse me. They are trying to, they are trying to, to get uh, us to give them their money. And so you'll see over and over again, you'll mention one thing, and then, then suddenly you'll see all kinds of ads so that it will just spur your attention and keep you going on. Because we're a great big bullseye for their ads. And then uh, YouTube uses AI to fuel its superpower of suggestion. Suggestion. It has a superpower of suggestion. You know, that's the power. You know, AI will spoon feed me and recommend to me the next videos to watch based on my interactions, based on my viewing history and my preferences. Do you know if, the, you know, this was something real big several years ago. I don't think it's so big anymore. But, but you know, if you, were to, if you were to begin a search for data or facts about the COVID vaccine, it would take you down a path. If you were to go down a path saying, I want the truth about COVID vaccine, it takes you down a very different path. And it keeps leading you down that path and taking you down that path. It keeps feeding you the same information. So you just see see one side of a story. And if you wonder why our culture is so divided, one of the reasons is that we're following the path of artificial intelligence. My first point in the sermon, if you're using the sermon notes, is this. With the creation of artificial intelligence... AI, it is now possible to become AI, to become automatically instructed. You can be automatically instructed. Every day I take a Spanish lesson. Every day I open up my phone, I take just a little bitty Spanish lesson, just a short one, and it's customized on my phone because that app is powered by AI and it will give me just the right lesson I need. And if I make a mistake, it will automatically recognize the mistake that I make and it will automatically tell me what I did wrong and it will automatically tell me what I need to do better so I can be better. So think about this. In your home, you can now have something that when you make a mistake will automatically notice when you make a mistake and automatically tell you when you make a mistake and automatically try to fix you. Wouldn't that be great to have something like that in your home? I don't know what y'all laughing about. <laughs> with the creation of artificial intelligence, it is also possible and likely that you are being anonymously informed. You know, if, you, if you're doing a Google search, at least you know who made the web page. But with AI and it's gathering all this, it's not citing everything. You have no idea where the data is coming from or whether it is correct or not. You see, we're in an information age. We're not in an age of truth. Information and truth are two totally different things, okay? And so what is the real source of of what AI is feeding you? You know, a huge danger of artificial intelligence is becoming like that which surrounds us. And there's a huge danger there because we're being inundated. We're being bombarded by the information that artificial intelligence is giving us. And there's a temptation to become like artificial intelligence and just parrot what that technology is feeding us. And we start thinking and talking like AI. Remember, artificial intelligence does not have a soul. It does not have a spiritual hunger. And it doesn't care whether or not you go to heaven or hell. That's artificial intelligence. And if you and I are not very careful, artificial intelligence will be your taskmaster and not your tool. And that's why I think it's very important to talk about. So artificial intelligence won't just inform your life, it will rule it. So how, as, follower, as a follower of Jesus Christ, how am I going to relate? How am I going to live in the presence of, in the shadow of artificial intelligence? Let me tell you, brothers and sisters in Christ, there is no more urgent time for believers to to critically understand that that we need to cling to the values that Jesus is the way and the Bible is the map. There is no more critical time for us to understand that. And so I want to come to the Bible to talk about how we're going to relate to this. Would you please stand with me in honor of God's word? This is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. This is what the Word of God says. It says, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also... No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who's from God. That we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. And Lord, help us to have wisdom in discernment in this age of information and deception. Lord, help us to understand what is truth. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. There is no more critical time for people that follow Jesus Christ to cling to the value that Jesus is the one true way and the Bible is the one true map. You know, what? And, and, and we only have one true God. Look at verse 9. I love what it says in verse 9. It says, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagines what God has prepared for those who love him. Think about this. There is nothing that you have ever seen. There's nothing that you have ever heard. There's nothing that you can even conceive of that matches what God has prepared for us in heaven. Amen. Nothing at all, okay? God has creativity that blows everything else away. We can take all the accumulated wisdom and knowledge and data from every generation up until this very second, and it is compared to God, it is AI. Absolutely insignificant to the creativity of God, right? Absolutely insignificant compared to the knowledge and the creative power and the indescribable God who loves you and, and, and our God who loves us. He has taken all of that giga power of his creativity and he's cre- creating a place for you in heaven. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? All the power. He's preparing this place for you. He loves you. So if you're going to love AI... Don't love artificial intelligence. Love the authentic I am. Love the one true and living God. And that's the next thing on my sermon notes I want to share. Love the authentic I am completely. He's the one and only true God. Isn't that the greatest thing Jesus told us to do? When they said, what's the greatest command? Jesus said, this is the greatest command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your Mind. So how do I live in the presence of artificial intelligence? First of all, love God. Just love God. Put your devotion in Him. He needs to be your primary focus. Love God. Love truth. And let me remind you, truth is a person. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, okay? Love God. Love God the Son. Make that the foundation of your life. Here's another thing I see here. It says in verses 10, 11, and 12, it talks about the Spirit of God. It tells what the Spirit does. The Spirit reveals to us the things of God. The Spirit searches everything. It says in verse 11 that no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And in verse 12, it says we've received the Spirit of God. You know, when we love and trust God, one of the ways that he shows his love for us is that he gives us his Holy Spirit. He gives us the Spirit of God to be within us. And so what I want to say is, if you want to live in the presence of artificial intelligence, and we have to, be totally open to the Holy Spirit influence in your life. Because you see, we have this one God who is true, this one God who is real, and what he does, he is the only person that can absolutely inspire your passions through his Spirit. That's the next AI. He can make us AI. He can absolutely inspire us, and only he can do that. Um, you know, in my life in ministry, 25 years here, and there were years before that in other places, um, I have heard numerous Christians argue and discuss how the Holy Spirit works. Have you been in those arguments and discussions And they talk about when it starts, when it comes, all this kind of stuff. And there are a lot of people that talk about the Holy Spirit and a lot less less people actually following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to say, just be open to the Spirit as the Spirit of God speaks to you, okay? And and let Him inspire you to action. If, If He's calling you to repentance, turn. If He's calling you to service, serve. If He leads you in a direction, take the steps of faith and follow Him. Yeah, I've had the Holy Spirit tell me at a hospital bed to pray for healing and I've seen miraculous healing happen. That's the Holy Spirit giving that urging. You know, I've, I've heard very mature believers that I trust and respect that, that they tell me that in the Holy Spirit in their prayer language, they, they pray in tongues they don't really understand. I trust them. They say it strengthens their faith. I have been... Where the Lord has led me and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to have a conversation that leads to someone accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Just be open to the Spirit of God. Be open to that. You know, I see God moving and just be open to Him. You know, don't let artificial intelligence inform you as to what is urgent. Let God do that. And God does that through His Spirit. So, 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 whatever I'm thinking, I don't want it to be influenced mostly by the latest poll or, or the thing that comes underneath the screen of the news channel that I'm watching. I, and I'm not just—I just don't want to follow the data because unless you're personally collecting the data, you have no understanding what the data is. In this age of so much information and deception, rise above all that. Listen to the Spirit of God. Love the Lord, the authentic I am, and listen to the Holy Spirit, because only God, through His Holy Spirit, can absolutely inspire your passions. That's what He does. Let me share something else here. Verse 13. He says, we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. Do you know the words that the Spirit uses? The words that the Spirit uses to instruct us are in complete harmony with the Word of God. You know, there is nothing that the Holy Spirit will, will teach you that's going to be in conflict with what God has said. That's why it's so important to have that value. Jesus is the way and the Bible is the map. Because that, that, that is so very important. And the Holy Spirit shares spiritual truths in complete unity and harmony with the Word of God. And in this world where you don't know what information is true, here's something you can know. God loves you. God died for you. And He shared with you a way to get to Him. That way is Jesus Christ, and we find out about him through his word, and you can know that because, you see, in his word, only he can AI your heart. Only he can actively inscribe his word on your heart so that we can be AI the way God wants us to be AI. You know, that word of God is living and active. Isn't that what it says in Hebrews chapter 4? Living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. If you want truth for your life, get into the Word of God. See what it's saying to you. See what it is, it is seeking for you to do. Because it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and the spirit. you need truth for your spirit, get into the Word of God. Because He will AI your heart. He will actively inscribe His truth on your heart. Here's something else. Only God can do. Only God can do. Only He can AI me into His work. Only He can adeptly incorporate me into His body. You know we're, we're called to be serving in the body. I love what Paul wrote in Romans chapter twelve. It's one of my favorite verse, uh, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. He says, "For us in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another." See, we're called to work in community with each other. And only God can do that. Only God can do that. And he makes us all different. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, it goes on about spiritual gifts and, and the people that are there. It says that he gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the shepherds and the teachers. We need all of these to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Face-to-face, you want to know what I think? It happens face-to-face. You have no idea what happens in a YouTube video. Someone CGI's something. They change the words, all that kind of stuff. You want to know what's on my heart? Have a conversation with me. I will tell you what's on my heart. Okay, It's face-to-face. It's there. You know, we can, with artificial intelligence, get customized Bible lessons shipped to us. Sent to us. I can get all the info, all the Bible studies, all the in-depth exposition of the Word of God through artificial attention, and I can do that from the comfort of my couch. But if I'm not incorporating my knowledge and my experience and resources to help others in the body of Christ that I'm not part of his work. Are you listening to me out there that are watching there from the comfort of your couch? I want you to know we love you and, and if you can't get to church, we understand. But if you just hadn't been coming to church in two or three years, it is time to get back to church and be in the body of Christ. God has some work for you to do. He has work for us to do and only he made it possible for us to be part of that work. He adeptly incorporates us into his body most importantly in this ai world i can be ai with jesus i can be a and what i'm saying here is only god made it possible for me to be inspiring aspiringly intimate with jesus i mean more and more intimate every day i can get closer and closer to jesus because you know what jesus knows that i'm a sinner i don't have to be fake with him He knows every weakness that I have. And you know what? (laughs) He still loves me. Isn't that crazy? Here I am. I'm weak and I have my imperfections and God still loves me. And because of that, I can share with him everything. I can be intimate with him today and I can be more intimate with him tomorrow. And that's my goal. I want to get closer and closer to Jesus. I want to be opening up the inner dark corners of my soul so he can clean them out. I want him to know me better than than anyone else. Paul wrote about that. Philippians chapter 3. He said this. And and remember, Paul is someone who accomplished an awful lot for the Lord. He said this in Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake... I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ, that intimate relationship, and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And I love this, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. And may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And here's the kicker. Verse 12. Not that I've already attained it. Obtained this. Or I'm already perfect. But I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. You know this is the greatest challenge of living in an AI world is abdicating our role of pressing on to trusting Jesus to another thing that can make it sound like we're spiritual. Can I share with you? AI did not create this message. I got that little app on my computer. I use it for things, but well, I don't use AI. I don't write these messages in AI. You know why? Because I'm pressing on to make these messages my own. I'm preaching to myself. And it's very easy to use that very fine, articulate, eloquent tool and cut and paste. Let me tell you, in my sermons, I don't cut and paste my sermons. I don't go to someone else's sermons and cut and paste them together. You know why? Because I don't want to live a cut and paste life. I don't want to have a cut and paste faith. I want to press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And so make that walk with Jesus Christ your own. With artificial intelligence, one of the biggest dangers is that we're just going to abdicate our faith to something else. And you're going to sound good. You're going to look spiritual. You might write some really fantastic things but you haven't made it your own if you're just living a cut-and-paste life. Press on. Make Jesus your own because he made you his own. Would you stand with me right now? I want to ask you right now in the quietness of where I am, and just sort of, if you wouldn't mind, just close your eyes or bow your head for right now. I want to ask you as you're praying, have you made... Faith, your own. Are you making Jesus Christ your own? Have you made that your personal decision? And if you've not done that, would you be willing to do that now? Let me tell you, this is a scary sort of thing as the musicians start playing. But you know, maybe you're just sort of following along and you're cut and pasting your spiritual experience because you're with other people. If you've never trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never made it your own. And if you want to make Him your own, If you wanted to just raise your hand while no one else is looking, just raise your hand and say, I want to make Jesus Christ my own. I want to follow him. I see those hands. I see them. You can put your hand down now. That's amazing. That's amazing. You can. By trusting in him and saying, Lord Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to seek your word. You know, if you have not made that decision to be baptized, that's a step of making Jesus your own. I invite you to make that decision. And come up to one of the counselors during this next song and say, you know, I need to make this faith my own. I need to tell people about this. I want to get baptized. June 11th, we're doing another beach baptism. I want to get baptized. Some of you, the Holy Spirit's leading into service, and and you don't know whether God is calling you. Or maybe you know God's calling you, you just, you just don't, want to know, don't know if you want to take the time or the effort. That's something someone else does. Make your walk your own because he made you his own. And when you do that, you will receive the blessings of a life that's not coming from artificial intelligence. It's coming from the one true living God. Amen. Amen. Let's sing. If God is calling you to respond in any way, uh, you're welcome to come up here to the song. Whether it's I want to let people know I want to trust in Christ, I want some help, I want to get baptized, I want to be a part of this church. God's calling you. You come. You come.
1: I've got a friend closer than a brother. There is no judgment. Oh, how He loves me. I've got a friend. He is my strength. He is my portion. With me in the valley. With me in the fire. With me in the storm. Let all my life Hallelujah, we are not alone God really loves us, God really loves us Hallelujah, oh praise my soul God really loves us. God really loves us. His mercy's enough. His grace is sufficient. So come if you're needing forgiveness or healing mercy's enough and this is our home the cross is spoken death is no more Christ is the Lord this is our home